You're not the only one feeling or thinking what you're feeling and thinking, mama. I am too. Welcome to the Mom Bar, a pro-mama, mother-loving community focused on sharing simple truths, intimate thoughts, and real discussions about the journey of motherhood. All while committing to love the life that God has designed for you. This is a space for first-time mamas, work-from-home mamas, baby mamas, millennial mamas, stay-at-home mamas, single mamas, angel mamas, insert here, types of mamas. And if you can check more than one of these boxes, the mom bar is exactly where you need to be. I'm your host, Day Hayes, stay-at-home mama, recovering perfectionist, mother of three under three, wife, author, and most importantly to all of my identities are being a daughter of Christ. We've been kept out of grown folks' business for way too long, but hey, we're here now, so let's talk about it. As your MFF, mama friend in faith, I'll hold space so you can mind your motherhood, vulnerably share my own mom tales, remind you that you are still that girl, and decide if the issues that we're dealing with should be pumped or dumped. So get in, mama. We're going on a faith ride. We are going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, which are promises. I have not been able to connect the dots. Then that's what we're going to be doing tonight in our group study tonight is focusing on promises, focusing on covenants. Got a revelation about listening to that praise and worship playlist recently was that like we actually understand our identity in who God has called us to be through praise and worship. Like it's clues in praise and worship where God can begin to reveal himself and the revealing of himself is actually a revealing of your identity and who you're called to be. And I know a lot of times with so much things going on, we feel so lost when we feel like we haven't hit these progress points or committed to these New Year's resolutions and we don't give ourselves grace. And I just want to tell you guys that like your identity, finding your purpose, figuring out the grace, figuring out your life is going to be found in praise and worship. So I hope that you hit the play button on that. The evidence of God's faithfulness and what God's faithfulness actually looks like. Um, If you guys don't know, when people say stuff like, you know, I'm a little ratchet. There's a little bit of ratchetness still in me. God, you know, ratchet and righteousness is, is still there. But you know, I grew up in an era where people say, on God, on my mama. When people say that, they're normally putting that belief or that thing on something that they highly respect or something of holy reverence. And truly, God is the only thing that can be proven against himself. And I know that's like a really big abstract idea, but like I wanted you guys to understand like, when you were kids or, you know, you might even have some family members that still say it like, on God, I'll do da 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 That means that it's going to happen. Everyone knows that the faithfulness and level of God's covenant and God's promise can only be proven up against himself. And I hope that actually allows you guys to receive grace for yourself because that means that it's all in his hands. That the burden of that promise being completed is on him because he said it not because you've reached some age bracket or you fulfilled some accomplishment it's not on Deidreana it's not on Rochelle it's not on whomever it's not on you it's on God 
And so that should really help you to release the burden of feeling like you got to figure out everything on your own. He has the complete blueprint for your life. Um, And we are living proof of his word. Every day that we get up to breathe is living proof of the promise that he put into our lives. Like our breath, that's a covenant right there that God says, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to sustain you. I'm going to give you breath. I'm going to give you a hope in a future. Your breath, the next breath that you take is a reminder of the hope in the future that God wants to give you. And just really kind of get into a place in your life where you have to figure out like, what evidence are you going to stand on? Are you going to stand on the evidence of the last failure you just had? Or are you going to stand on the evidence of the last success you had? Because I can promise you, your perspective from standing on the last place where God met you is higher than standing on the platform of your last failure. That's where the enemy wants The enemy wants you to... Think in your brain that it is all on you, that you do have to carry the burden of completing this promise. The enemy wants you to only think that the last failure you had is going to repeat itself. He wants you to think that. But really and truly, the truth of God and who you're called to be is grounded in what are you standing on? What evidence are you actually standing on? And I always choose to stand on the evidence of the last time God came through for me. Reason that I've been able to get to this place in my life is because I have a clear understanding of the covenant of God. Covenant keeping God, a faithful God, a consistent God, a God who I can stand on because I know that his word does not fail because he is literally his word. He always will prove himself is because I know that the promises that God has for me continue to reveal themselves and I understand how God's covenants work. So I know you guys remember and of pinky promises. You know you had that best friend that you trusted and when you told them a secret and you were like, I need to do something to make a bond that this is not going to go anywhere is a pinky promise. So pinky promises were really popular. The cool thing is that we don't even have to actually physically make a pinky promise with God to know that God is going to keep our secrets and that God is going to actually come through. And God's word is not just what he does, but who he is. And one example of a covenant keeping pinky promise God is the story of Abraham. And I'm going to jump into 2 Chronicles um, 7.18, which says, I will establish your royal throne. As I covenanted with David, your father, when I said, you shall never fail to have a successor to rule over Israel. And I'm going to be clear, this is actually about King Solomon, um, not Abraham. And so it's, he's literally, God is giving him a promise. He said, I made a covenant with your father, and now I'm going to make a covenant with you as well. And I think a lot of times, everybody always talks about wanting to break generational curses. What I want us to begin to shift into is what generational promises are attached to our name. What generational promises can I access from the legacy that God has gifted me? 
That is so important. If you can shift from, oh, I got to break this generational curse. When you think of that, first off, you're putting yourself in a position of holiness and self-righteousness that is detaching you from the generation that God created and positioned you in, the lineage that you're in. That's literally a deficit mindset. And I want you to really just capture the idea of knowing that my family, my lineage, it is called by God because I am a part of it, because I am a of God and God chose me and created me and just really tapping into this idea of generational promises. This idea didn't come to me until I had kids and I began to do a lot of the soul work and the self work and recognizing that a lot of the thinking that I had was deficit thinking, thinking that I had all of these issues and traumas and don't get me wrong, there are things that I have to grow through and that I am maturing through. However, there are key points of my identity that I can literally think about my grandmother's patterns and what she has done and how she created a legacy in order for me to be able to be present in the way that I am for my kids. That's a generational promise. And if you're still not sold on the idea of generational promises, I want to bring you guys to um, Exodus 2.24, which says, And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So this one is about Abraham, um, but it is years later, once the Hebrews are trying to, they're actually being disobedient. They didn't believe in the promise. They were breaking all these rules. They were complaining about everything. Instead of God holding them to their complaints, God remembered his promise from the previous generations. It was because of a generational promise that the Hebrews were able to even reach the promised land even after they were complaining and possibly have put their children in a position to not be able to walk in the promised land. But you know what God did? He remembered his covenant. That means that it does not matter what your grandmother did, what your mother did, the trauma that is experienced. That does not separate you from the promise and the purpose that God God has on your life. We are going to start investing in the generational promises of our lives and standing on the firm evidence that we have been called into the family that we are called into because there is something for us to do. So we don't need to disconnect ourselves from our family. We need to lean into what is the promise connected to the family that I've been positioned in. I just feel that really, really strongly for anyone who may be dealing with any family challenges at this moment to shift into thinking about generational promises and understanding what it means to keep a covenant with God. And I, that leads me to my next point on how you activate covenants and promises in your life. So you're like, okay, Day Day, I get, you know, y'all know I'm, I'm getting real personal. I'm giving y'all my nickname. Okay, Day Day, I get God's part in this, but how do I access this? So I access and activate the promises of God by using declarations in my life. I've done some videos on declarations and affirmations. I'll link it in the description. So I'm not going to go in super depth about it. Um, but I do want to give some Bible backing to this. In Deuteronomy 29.9, it says, Carefully follow the terms of this covenant so that you may prosper in everything you do. The promise that has been given to you are instructions in a contract that you must sign in order 
to access everything that is called for you to process. That's important. You have to follow those instructions. And it's interesting because in Romans 4.10, it says, under what circumstances was it credited? credited um as in the the covenant was it after he was circumcised or before it was not after but before and he received circumcision as a sign a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised how are you signing the promise that god has given you through declarations declarations are the way that you guys can give your holy faith based signature on what God has called you into. A declaration is not an affirmation. It is a statement that you command the earth and your environment to subdue and to make way for what God wants to do in your life. And an example of a declaration from the Bible, Jeremiah 31, 32, at that time declares the Lord. So he's declaring, he is making a commandment on time. I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survived the sword will find favor in the wilderness. I will come to give rest to Israel. That was a promise. Before that promise, God made a declaration. He made a commandment on earth. And that is something that I want you guys to really get into practicing, making declarative statements on your environment. No, the environment and situation may not be what you want it to be. And it may not even look like it'll produce what you want it to produce. But that is the moment in time in which God does his best work. But again, you have to sign in the faith that you have using statements such as declarative statements. You're using the power of your word. You're using your tongue as a weapon against the environment that is telling you otherwise. This is where you guys do your life work. Y'all know I don't play about this being a former teacher. So make sure that you are a part of the online um, email community so that you guys can actually get the life work. So I hope that you guys have been blessed by this message. Ways to support the mom bar are to subscribe to the podcast, share with another mama, or become a member of the very important mama club on the mombar.co. That is T H E M O M B A R.co.